0: Welcome to The Clear Cut. Hi, I'm Janet Sumner, Executive Director at Wildlands League.
1: And I'm Kaya Adelman, Carbon Manager at Wildlands League.
0: Wildlands League is a Canadian conservation organization working on protecting the natural world.
1: The Clear Cut is bringing to you the much needed conversation on Canadian forest management. And how we can better protect one of Canada's most important ecosystems as our forests are reaching a tipping point.
0: So, Happy New Year, Kaya. Uh, Welcome back.
1: Welcome back, Janet. Happy New Year.
0: Where have you been on your holidays?
1: Um, Went home to visit my family in New Jersey which was nice for the holidays. And then I actually um, got to spend New Year's Eve in St. John's, Newfoundland, which was very fun.
0: Wow, fantastic. Did you get out into the forest by any chance?
1: No, no, not. Uh, we didn't get to go out into the woods much, but we did. Um, I hiked the uh, Signal Hill Trail Walk, which was nice. Um, did a, Did a few other hikes that were more on the coastline, but there were trees. I wouldn't say that they count as a uh, full forest, but very lovely nonetheless. Um, how were your holidays?
0: My holidays were pretty good. And uh, like you, I didn't spend any time out in the woods. Uh, we were in London with family and then here in, in uh, uh, Scarborough, um, uh, down on the water more than I was uh, in any treed area but Mm -hmm. uh yeah and lamenting the lack of snow here was there snow out uh west or or, sorry out east in on uh Um, newfoundland
1: yeah uh there was no snow like originally when i flew in but then it's actually snowed quite a bit um over the course of the time that i was there
0: well lucky you yeah well, one of the reasons I wanted to ask about where you work because of course I had some inkling as to the to the answer was because I would actually like to uh in the new year talk a bit about forests uh, across some of the regions that we haven't visited this year mm-hmm. in our clear cut podcast and one of those would be an interview that I'd like to do with uh with folks working on caribou on in newfoundland uh caribou conservation planning but also forest management planning with uh Uh, The First Nations there, MFCFN, and also uh, with uh, Chris Miller, who's been working on their caribou plan for some time. And I'd like to hear more about that and uh, what's going on there and understanding the forest and the the boreal that is actually in um, that's on Newfoundland on the island. Mm -hmm. So that would be one of the places that I want to go this year.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, And we did actually before the close of last year. have some more uh, ideas for topics and things that we wanted to explore on the podcast in 2024. Um, And so here's a bit of that. Hey, are you liking the clear cut as much as we like making it? Your donation helps us bring more of these important stories to life. You can actually support our work by going to our website www.wildlandsleague.org/slash/the-clear-cut, or you can click the link in the episode description below. Your support means the world to us. Yeah, what the heck uh, are we going to talk about in the New York guy? Eh? Um, I one thing I think I would like to um, explore this forest degradation topic a little bit more. Um, there's some. Things that I'm interested in: um, procurement policies, ways to adjust trade policy to make the marketplace favor fiber products that aren't associated with things like deforestation or your forest degradation. Um, I maybe we could have some of the uh, some of our coalition members uh, speak to that a little bit. I think that would be interesting, and then uh, to. Based off of that, I'd like to dig into our logging source report a little bit more, talk yeah. a little bit more about what's what's in that. Then there's also some really important stories around biomass and uh, whether or not burning wood pellets for fuel is a green, renewable source of energy or not, because that's definitely a thing that that is happening um, and definitely is something that I think our podcast should bring greater awareness to. Um, and also I'd really like to dive more into this uh, cumulative uh, impacts case in Ontario, where a group of indigenous communities are suing the Ontario government in a cumulative impacts case
0: uh. mm-hmm. yeah, we did promise that we were going to when we interviewed uh, Anastasia and she gave us so much background on the um legal and policy frameworks in in Ontario and how how that was sort of setting the stage or the context for all land uses, including um, what Indigenous people um, were faced with, et cetera. Uh, we did promise that we'd actually, we had we had more than what we featured on that uh, as a small uh, portion of an episode. And so we'd like to actually uh, play the rest of that and invite um, somebody to talk about the uh, cumulative impacts case uh, because it it does very much talk about what's the framework and what's the jurisdiction and et cetera et cetera. So that that I think is definitely going to be on the docket for the new year. Mm-hmm. We also had a request in from from one of our listeners to talk about caribou, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was interesting because the request came in to say, well, let's let's talk about what 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 does the science say in terms of what caribou need, and there's that thirty five sixty five. Uh, that more than 65% of the uh, caribou habitat has to be protected for them to have a 60% probability of sur- survival. And that's according to the federal science. And then the question was, well, you know, there's a lot of other folks out there working, and I, I would say a lot of industry out there working on trying to say, well, they don't need that much or, or whatever. And so caribou have become a real flashpoint across the country in terms of what that looks like. We know that caribou ranges are... Declining, uh, the populations are declining, and the um, well, actually, maybe we don't know because there's not enough monitoring being done. But we know that, uh, according to the latest science, and and what we do have is that those um, uh, ranges, those populations, are in decline. Um, So we need to look at that. Um, There might be some other uh, species-specific things we need to look at. One of the things that intrigues me that I'd like to and I'd love it if we could get out and actually do some in-person interviews. Um, we 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 do in-person, uh, you know, by by getting on the on the phone or on a Zoom call with people. But one of the in-person ones that I want to do is I actually want to. I did have the opportunity to go out east and and hear about some great stories about um, uh, private woodlot owners and and how they're thinking about their woodlots and planning for them. And thinking about the forestry that happens there, but also looking at complementary uh, products and strategies. Uh, there's, um, I had uh, the great good fortune to sample some cider that came from uh, a woodlot owner who is harvesting wild apples across um, a region of the Acadian forest. And I'd love to actually, ha- you know, sort of walk a mile in his shoes and take a look at his woodlot and be out there with Kaya and sort of see for myself what's what's happening um how's the I, cider oh it's it amazing it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> and K- Kai and ha- i have both had uh some time that we've been fortunate enough to sp- spend in germany and um, and in my younger years, I actually worked in a, a beer brewery in in Germany, and uh, and and so the reason I mentioned that is because this cider owner is German, and, and his attention to detail you could you could feel it in every oh, yeah. uh, sip of that cider. So I just, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was uh, quite incredible, but then there's uh, another person who's not harvesting at all on his woodlot, but he's doing um, uh, some blueberry picking, etc. So, so I think there's some innovations, and then also looking at, and we've we've talked a little bit about offsets, but there's also f- um, private woodlot owners that are looking at improvements on. Uh, ESGs, which is uh, ecosystem services, and those can be things like improvements for wetlands or uh, bird habitat or various other things that could be important uh, on a watershed scale. For example, in a province like Prince Edward Island, where you need um, to have uh, better watershed management, so so I think that the the woodlot owners is an area that I would love to have that conversation just to talk about some of the great things that are happening. Um, I, I agree, with Kai. I'd love to talk about biomass. Um, I think in terms of the regeneration, there's some great programs out the Ten tree. There's a few mm-hmm. others um, microhizal planting, I think is is something I'd be interested in. and I'd love to get out to the west coast and um and also even uh, maybe into Al- Alberta where people don't know as much about the forestry out there and haven't thought about it because oil and gas is the largest footprint. but I had a great um, seven years of working on forestry and collaborating with forestry companies in Alberta. And so I'd love to have a conversation with some of them about maybe some of the things that they're doing. And uh, yeah, I, I I would be very interested in having some of those conversations again, really getting into what are people doing? Uh, what's working? How could we be doing some things differently? And where are your pinch points and where maybe as a a company, you'd like to be doing more, but you're getting blocked either because the policy doesn't work or it doesn't allow, or maybe the regulators are preventing it. So I'd like to have all of those conversations and Mm -hmm. obviously maybe talk a little bit more about uh, climate change and how all of that uh, integration needs to happen
1: hey are you liking the clear cut as much as we like making it your donation helps us bring more of these important stories to life you can actually support our work by going to our website www.wildlandsleague.org theclearcut the or you can click the link in the episode description below your support means the world to us so Janet and I did have clearly a lot of ideas for things that we wanted to talk about this year. But there are some things that came up over the holidays that um, we were just talking about that we want to actually include in this kind of extensive list of ideas and episode content for you.
0: Yeah, one of, one of those was a new report that came out from Simon Fraser University. It's actually a report on a dialogue that they they heard on strategic and collaborative approaches to mitigating wildfire. And it's called the What We Heard Report. It came out actually in October, but I didn't see it until, um, well, just a couple of days ago. And and so I think that there's a conversation that we need to be having across Canada, but also in specific provinces that are being really hit hard by wildfires. And uh, this would be one of the places that I want to go and have that conversation. And, and Kaya, you were telling me something that UBC did as well, right?
1: Yeah. Speaking of the West Coast, right? Um, I actually, over the holidays, I was flooded with um, Instagram ads from UBC Forestry. They were announcing um, a new center for, it's called the Center for Wildfire Coexistence, um, which I think is pretty interesting. And you and I were talking about how um, we're kind of hoping that this will Lead into more work and discussion on creating more uh, wildfire resistant forests and how do we do that? How do we orient our forest management planning to better protect communities from wildfires and also make sure that they don't keep getting worse and maybe even having our forests becoming more resilient to wildfires in the future? Because we've been seeing a lot of that kind of ramping up over the past year and a half or so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and certainly out east, uh, we've we've felt the the force of wildfires as far south as Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. So I'd really like to, um, you know, the skies were black this <laughs> this summer with the 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 smoke from wildfires across uh, the northeast, and it went from it was Ontario, it was Quebec, and it was all the way down south to, as I said, Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know a number of people were kind of. Completely perplexed and and well, to use a good old fashioned British saying, gobsmacked at, at yeah. the fact that we had this, um, this uh, we were being inundated with the smoke filled skies. So yeah. we would like to uh, both on the west coast and on the east coast, and I think also it was occurring in Alberta and Manitoba, etc. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is a Canada wide conversation to be talking about how to create more fire resistant or resilient ecosystems. Right. And and one of my cautions or one of my concerns is that we not just approach it from how do we make communities, i.e. the human communities, more resilient, although that needs to be uh, definitely a a focal point for the conversation. But we need to be talking about how the ecosystems become, uh, we can manage to become more resilient. And one of the reasons for that is because if you focus too much or you focus uh, exclusively on um, human community resiliency, then often you will miss the fact that the ecosystem itself is uh, getting degraded and could actually be setting up you up for worse wildfires in the future.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's something so I, that we talked about quite a bit on the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it is. So I, I'd like to to make sure that we dive in on on those those levels. But these two, these two initiatives, both by British Columbia uh university institutions, uh, are are worth the conversation. So we're going to try and get folks on the on the pod for that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. And then just kind of an anecdote from the American side of things. I remember um, this past summer when the wildfire smoke was hitting the East Coast United States. Uh, there were people in my uh, my where my parents live the community Facebook group saying, "Where's all this smoke coming from?" And <laughs> I think I think I read in the news that it's coming from Canada. <laughs> Yeah. So it's uh, just a little bit of uh, Americans are uh, self-absorbed humor for you there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, it's interesting because it, I, I think living in southern Ontario, we're quite used to mm-hmm. certainly with uh, coal uh, emissions. When we when we shut down the coal plants in in Ontario, we knew that we hadn't shut down the coal emissions uh, and the smog coming from the U.S. And so we still experienced some of that. So there's often been a conversation about what about these smoke-filled skies or mm-hmm. these smog-filled skies from the US and in southern Ontario things seem to have reversed which is uh, not good either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah <laughs> thanks for that uh, You're welcome. a bit of uh, American yeah. humor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have I have an endless um uh, assortment of anecdotes and stuff like that. But moving on, uh, kind of in line with this um we definitely have a lot of ideas for new content for the upcoming year, but we also want to take this opportunity to invite you, our listeners, to also have some input. We've had some input from listeners in the past and we're looking forward to exploring those ideas for sure. Um, But if you are listening to the podcast and you have questions or you want to learn more about something or there's something that you feel like we haven't covered yet, please, 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 you know, email me. My uh, email is on our clear cut website. We're currently working on having a more um, accessible way to contact us and engage with the podcast. Um, But for the time being, any questions, concerns, uh, ideas, don't hesitate to reach out. Can't speak for Janet, but I don't bite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to Comment on that, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, reach out to Kaya, and we'll try to try to get your questions and your uh, uh, episode suggestions addressed. We did have uh, one listener who was uh, uh, suggesting that we actually take a look at the the history of activism and uh, where things are today, and I think we've we're reaching out to try and get a, a broader conversation on the cumulative impacts uh, case that's going ongoing in Ontario that's being driven very much by the First Nations. It's a cumulative impacts case by First Nations. And so to my mind, there's a, almost like a trajectory there to talk about the history of uh, some activism and then also talk about what's happening today. And we've seen activism also on the West Coast uh, uh, be very centered around uh, First Nations rights and Indigenous rights. So um, I think that makes a nice uh, conversation to be had. So expect something on that in the in the new year. Um, I will say that uh, one of the things that Kaya and I are working on right now is content. So you may not uh, hear us uh, for the next couple of weeks as we as we delve into that content. We're just lining up uh, two or three interviews and and hopefully we can get back to you um by the third week of January. It might be a little bit sooner, but that's that's where we are right now. So mm-hmm. Kaya and I will be busy working on the podcast, but you won't hear from us for a couple of weeks. Feel free to delve into other episodes, though. We know that many of you have not listened to every single episode, mm-hmm. and they're really worth a listen. There's uh, some very rich content in there, and uh, make sure you catch up uh, before we go into the into the new year. We we haven't forgotten about the caribou episode. We know we need to do maybe more than one Um so, and we're waiting to hear back on uh, from a couple of folks on a, a new degradation episode as well. So, those are all the um, things that we have in the hopper uh, and that we're uh, that we're pursuing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Oh,
0: we forgot! We forgot to mention we have swag.
1: We have oh, swag. yeah. <laughs> That's
0: We're not wearing our shirts today, but we both have new swag. Uh, we have mm-hmm. clear-cut sweatshirts, we have mugs, we have a variety of things. They're on the Wildlands League uh, website, and maybe, Kai, you could include a link for that in this yeah, definitely. episode as well. Yeah, that would be good. So if you're a fan of the clear-cut, you want to tell people about it, just go out and wear some of our swag. Mm-hmm. So I want to say a happy new year to everybody. Uh, please stay with us. And if you have any ideas for the podcast, feel free to email Kaya. She'll make sure they hit the top of my inbox and that we mm-hmm. can get to those issues. Um, we are going to be working on a, a number of uh, pieces uh, going forward. And we're very excited to bring the the new information on the podcast. And I'm really excited to get out and uh, start talking to people again. So yeah. thanks for very much for supporting us. And please, please, please uh, share the podcast with as many people as you can so that we can get out and do the good work that we know needs to be done.
1: Yeah, and uh, also make sure to leave us a review if you haven't done so already. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the new year. So thanks, Janet. And thank you to our listeners uh, for sticking with us.
0: If you like listening to The Clear Cut and want to keep the content coming, support the show. It would mean a lot to Kai and I. The link to do so will be in the episode description below.
1: You can also become a supporter by going to our website at www.wildlandsleague.org slash theclearcut. And also make sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. It would really help the podcast. And stay tuned for new episodes by following us on social media.
0: That's at Wildlands League on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or LinkedIn, of course. See you next time.